You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. It was about 18 years ago or so uh, that something hit me that I didn't see coming. We, we had bought a house and we were fixing it up. We were working on the yard and working inside. And we had one young son and another son on the way. And, and I was working really hard in ministry. I think it was during the summer. Uh, we had uh, church camps and we had vacation Bible school. And, and I was going 100 miles an hour. And, and I still remember I had went to Target over at Crossroads, 410 and Crossroads. Some of you know that, that, that Target. And I had went in to pick up something and I came out and all of a sudden my chest just got tight. And, and I just didn't feel right mentally. I didn't feel right emotionally. Uh, I just felt like weeping. And I remember calling my wife, Julie, and, and I told her I felt like I was about to have a heart attack and she was ready to call an ambulance. And, and I said, well, let's just wait a few minutes. And I ended up waiting 10 or 15 minutes. And, and finally, I started calming down. But I realized later what I was having was a panic attack. And I realized I was on the verge of burnout if some things didn't change in my life. And for some of you, maybe you too are on the verge of burnout. It might be physically. It might be emotionally. It might be spiritually. You might have COVID burnout where you're just really sick and tired of being confined in an area and you're just tired of, of worrying about you getting sick or your loved ones getting sick. Now, when I say burnout, I'm not talking about just being tired. We all get tired from time to time. And I'm not talking about just being stressed out because we all get stressed out from time to time. But when I say the word burnout, I'm talking about a prolonged season of exhaustion and disinterest that results in a, in a decline in performance. It happens when we take on too much and we simply hit a wall. You feel hopeless, you feel fried, you feel worn out, you feel drained over a, prolong, or a prolonged period of time. So what leads to burnout? I want to give you three things. I'm sure that there's more, but I want to give you three things that lead to burnout. First of all, priorities. When we have the wrong ones or none at all. When we worship work instead of worshiping why we work. When we put our jobs at the top spot in our life and we just go 100% instead of putting it in its proper place and letting God be in that top place. Sometimes we worship our kids and our spouse. Sometimes we worship uh, perfection. We want to have the perfect house. Uh, we want to have the perfect kids. We want to have the perfect outfit on. We want to have this image that everything is perfect in our life. Sometimes we worship money. Uh, I, I love how Pastor Michael Hockett put it. How many of you have ever attempted to use a tool for something it wasn't created for and destroyed the tool in the process? Uh, most of us, uh, we've grabbed a screwdriver before and, and used it in a way that it really wasn't meant to be. I know I've used it to, to try to pry open things and in the process, because of the stress of it, I end up destroying the, uh, the screwdriver. And, and for many of us, we've done the same thing in our life. We, we do things that we're not made for. We weren't made to, to worship our work. 
You weren't made to worship, or to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week. You weren't made to go without Sabbath, without times of R&R, times of vacation. You weren't made to neglect family relationships to pursue career success. And when you do something that you're not made for, the stress will bend you. And so some of you right now, you're like that bent screwdriver. You're doing things that you're not created for, and, and guess what? Burnout's knocking at your door. Uh, a second cause of stress and burnout is pride. Uh, pride, we, we think that we're indispensable, and, and we can't say no. Pride causes us to respond in two different ways. It, it, it makes us think that we're indispensable. I call it the Messiah complex. Everyone needs me. They can't, they can't run this without me. And really, it's arrogance on our part to think that you can't ever take a vacation, that, you, that they can't run this project without you. And so sometimes pride gets into our, to our life and we have this Messiah complex that we need to be involved in every little aspect, that we're not willing to delegate, we're not willing to let other people get involved in, and to do things. And secondly, pride keeps us from saying uh, no to others. Uh, how many of you feel guilty or, uh, or like you're letting someone down when you say the word no? And so you say yes to almost everything. And, and because we say yes to everything, we have too many things on our plate. I have a good friend that went through burnout where he hit the wall. And he ended up taking some time off and he ended up getting some counseling. And, and through his counseling, he ended up realizing that he said yes to too many things. And he said yes because he was a people pleaser. He, he, he loved to get people's approval. And, and through this counseling, it, it led him to taking control back over his calendar. And, and he learned that sometimes the best yes was saying no. And that he wasn't meant to do everything. And when we look at Jesus' life, Jesus didn't heal everyone. He didn't, he, he didn't say yes to every request. And in the same way, we're not meant to say yes to everything. The one thing that Jesus did say yes to was spending time with the Father, connecting to, to the Father, getting away and, and making sure that He was worshiping and praying and talking to the Father. The, the last stressor that I want to cover, and, which is probably the most significant, uh, there's probably nothing more that's draining of our time and our energy uh, than people. Uh, problems with people are really draining. We, we love people, but let's be honest, uh, sometimes people can be draining. Uh, when relationships aren't working, it's stressful. Uh, when you're having t parenting problems, it drains you. It keeps you up at night. Uh, when things aren't going well with your spouse, it, it's difficult and it's consuming. Uh, when you have drama in your job or you're not getting along with your boss or other people, it, it takes a lot of energy and sometimes you come home and your brain is just fried. And sometimes you have relationships in your life, people that you're trying to help. Uh, and, and when those things aren't going well for other people and, and you're investing in them, it, it takes a lot from you. And, and it ends up eventually, if you don't find a way to fill up your bucket, your bucket ends up running dry and you end up hitting a wall. And so I want us to, I gave you some causes of burnout, but I also want us to take some time to think about how can I keep from being burned out? We, we don't ever want to be burned out. Uh, and so what, what are some things that we can do to keep from being burned out? 
and I think this first one is pretty simple. It's monitor your gauges. When you get into your car, you're going to see that your car has gauges. We have that gas gauge and we have the temperature gauge and we have to pay attention to those. Now, some of you are pretty good experts on running on E. I mean, you have it down to the last mile before you fill up. And I know some of you, you've ran out of gas several times because you really just don't pay attention to that gauge. And sometimes in our own life, we need to really pay attention where are our gauges? How are we feeling physically? How are we feeling emotionally? How are we doing mentally? On a scale of 1 to 10, you need to be asking yourself those questions. How are you doing spiritually? I mean, what, what's going on in your life? And when you're monitoring these, if things aren't going well, then that's obviously, if that gauge is running low, if that gauge is running on E, you need to find a way to fill up that. Uh, you need to fill up that spiritual tank. You need to fill up that emotional tank. You need to fill up that physical tank. And so I want to encourage you to monitor your gauges. Uh, when one is off, uh, do whatever you have to do to get it right. In the summer, I can, I can almost always tell you that my gauges are going to be running a little low. I, I often feel stretched. Uh, I get tired emotionally and physically and spiritually. And my gauges tell me if I keep on running at this pace, I'm going to crash and burn. And so I try to regularly schedule some time to rest and unplug and fill my bucket up. Uh, for me, it's somewhere outside. It can be at a beach. It can be at the lake. It can be in the mountains. Which leads me to a second key to avoid burnout, and that's rest, and that means to rest and unplug. And many years ago, I heard Max Lucado talk about the Brook of Besor at a pastor's gathering. And, and if, you, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. That's where you'll see this Brook of Besor. Uh, here's the story. David was not yet king, and he commands a company of about 600 men, uh, and their headquarters, their home is in Ziglag. And they had come back from a battle, and, and to their dismay, their town was burning, and some uh, guys had taken their wife and their children. And they were mad, and they were angry, and they were mad and angry at David to a point that they were ready to stone him. And so David consults with God, and, and God says, Yeah, go after these guerrillas, the people who took your wife and your children and destroyed the city. And so they had marched about 15 miles uh, from home. And if you look at verse 9 and 10, it says they came across the brook of Besor. And, and at that point in time, some of these men said, I can't take another step. They, they couldn't take another step. They had hit the wall. They were burned out. They were tired physically. They were tired emotionally. They were, they were just spent. And 200 of them dropped out. They had no more strength of heart. Can you imagine how tired you must have been to say, you know what, I can't go and find my wife and children anymore. I have nothing left in the tank. And so David left without these men, and he left them with the equipment, and they just spent time resting at this brook of Besor. And the 400 uh, kept on pursuit of these guerrillas that took uh, their wife and children. They end up finding this uh, slave that was left out in the desert to die. And basically, he was sick, and they thought that he was going to die out in the desert, and David ended up nourishing him. This uh, servant, or this slave, basically led him to these guerrillas that, that took their wife and children, and they end up destroying most of them. They get all of their children. They get all of the plunder. 
and, and they end up taking everything back. And then they come back to the brook of Bashor and they see these 200 men. And, and the text literally says there's some troublemakers that say, well, you can have your wife and children, but you can't have anything else. You, you need to go on. And, and David, he, he boldly says, no. And they, they needed this time of rest. They're part of our family. And they guarded the equipment. Now, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, some of you right now, are you feeling tired and worn out? Do you need to visit the brook of Basur? Do you need a time to fill up your bucket? Whatever that looks like for you, maybe it's reading some books, maybe it's relaxing by a pool, doing your favorite hobby. Some of you, the most spiritual thing that you can do is relax and rest. And I want you to know CHCC is a safe place for you. It is a place that you can come and drink. If you had a bad church experience, if you've been through a divorce, an illness, maybe a bad decision, come and let us love on you and care for you. Come and let us show you grace. 